You're listening to the 2011 Winter NAM Report, a podcast produced for the Musicians Lab. Join our roving reporter James Hogan as he picks apart the high and low points of the Winter NAM show. In this podcast, Tomas and James discuss Rupert Neve's new preamps, as well as some of the amazing BAE preamps. We also analyze some amazing news from Pro Tools, but most importantly, we find out what Gene Simmons, Captain Kirk, and Inve have in common. So here we are on another Musicians Lab podcast, and we're going to be talking about the NAM show with James Hogan. Yay. <laughs> you should have like a middle name. I do. No, I mean, like, you know, like the Undertaker, like, you know, like a wrestling name. Hollywood. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hollywood I'm dropping a ball, Hogan. and I knew that. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Damn it. So we're going to talk about, let, I think the first thing we should uh, do is maybe describe what the NAMM show is. But before we do, um, James was there this year, and, uh, and I'm just going to ask him some questions about it. So, James, for the layman, what is NAMM? Um, it's basically a gigantic convention for music merchants, and it's similar to like the Detroit Auto Show where all the new products for next year are unveiled, only it's for musical products, not cars. Well, I, I, you know, I know there. it's an acronym, National American Music Merchants or something like that. What What is it? Yeah, I believe it's National Association of Music Merchants. Yeah, Association. American. That's very that. ethnocentric, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all American all the time. Also, we should specify that this name is in uh, California, right? In Anaheim. Yeah, winter, that's exactly right. Winter NAM is in Anaheim, California. Always. Yes, and they have summer NAM also. And they used to move that around quite a bit. I know it's been in Nashville. Some I usually actually don't go to that one, but uh, it's a little bit smaller, right? From what I understand, I I only went to that one time, but uh, and this isn't is the, the big gigantic one. one in Germany even bigger than Anaheim? Yeah, they do have a uh, a trade show in Germany as well. That's huge. Um, I don't remember the name of that either, but again. You know, we're just full of useful information here. <laughs> we are, that. as always, very prepared. But, uh, you know, one of the things, too, to mention is that it's... So it's music merchants trying to uh, pawn their wear on... Usually on what? Um, dealers and buyers. Okay. So it's, you know, they're there pushing forth the new products, uh, the new line of things, and, you know, the older stuff, too. And they're trying to get it into... Um, music shops and they're trying to push their products forward and get them out there so that you know they're heard and people can buy them this is interesting a buyer is a explain that because I'm not a hundred percent on what a buyer does well though you know people representing different companies or representing distribution you know companies things like that or stores come there to buy products you know to sell retail Almost like a middleman between the store and the actual product. Yeah, or they're working on behalf of the stores, etc. And they're there to, um, you know, pick up as much cool stuff as they can or try and find the hot new thing for next year, etc. And uh, try and, and get, players get go, going. like you, for what reason? That's a good question, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I actually, um, I usually go there to represent products, um, 
sometimes I'll dim, demo new products for companies. Right, the inflatable male doll. And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> the demo is me. utterly disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so foul. <laughs> yeah. You can see me there um, a few times, you know, a day demonstrating that. <laughs> right, <product>. exactly. <laughs> Everyone gets a raincoat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It's uh, ribbed for 2011. Wow, that's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, it's a new model. But uh, yeah, I'm usually there demoing stuff and, you know, um, making connections and just trying to push forward um, with my own stuff. Right, so it can be helpful for the player's career as well to a certain extent. Um, Yeah, I think it can. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, is getting to check out all the new products firsthand. Everything is there and and under one roof. So it's a lot easier for me than having to go around to multiple places to try and check stuff out. Absolutely. Um, it's and right you there. get to talk to the actual company that makes it as opposed to going to a music store where, again, you're just talking to someone that's, not that that's bad, but it, it's easier when you're talking to the, the person that's... You know, yeah, I could talk to the person that actually it. developed the product or, you know, like I went by um, Rupert Neve, um, the famous, wow. you know, the famous recording consoles and was ne- and Rupert Neve like there? That. He was there. I actually was talking oh, to Rupert so cool. Neve about his products like, and you know, I'm asking him, well, what makes your version better than, you know, yeah. the other so and yeah, the thousand knockoffs of yours and boutiques yeah, that say they're better than eight yours. Or 73 whatever that is. And he's like, well, this is the reason why, you know, and he went into detail and they had... So you talked to Rupert Neve. Yeah, and it's that like right That right there is w- worth the price of admission. That's why I would go. I'm more stoked about that stuff than all the whittly-whittly guitar sure. stuff. Sure. And, and it used to be, too, you know, a couple of years ago, like when he was still alive, like Jim Marshall would be there and you could talk to Jim Marshall about the product. You know, when I, I did go to NAMM once and... and uh, I, uh, I, I was there and, and met Jim Marshall for a split second and that was really cool. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of an inside joke, folks. So. But, um, uh, so, I mean, NAM is, in terms of like, just to put it in perspective for people that don't know what the size of it is, like, let's let's just talk about that because it's, it's pretty mammoth. It's enormous, yeah. It's Anaheim Convention Center, which is... I don't even know how to explain how huge this place is. It's across from Disneyland, and it's, it's like basic- airplane hangars filled with equipment and, yeah, and it's, merchants. It's unbelievable. Like where I'm at here in Florida, like our convention center is probably one tenth the size of um, the one in Anaheim. It's just yeah, I mean, like they can't even do it in New York. I mean, New York's pretty big, right? But there's not a convention center big enough for it. Yep, that's that's it. It's just huge. And there's literally thousands of booths set up inside there and, um, you know, for all the different companies representing their products. So it's it's pretty, it's almost like sensory overload when you walk through the place. And you definitely can't see it all in one day. Um, you, you know, you can kind of walk by, but it, it's easy to kind of gloss over cool stuff and, and miss out on things if you're not paying attention. So... Um, I was there for three, a little over three days, and usually it runs for three or four days, right? Thursday yeah, it, it starts on a Thursday and it goes through Sunday. Right. It's also not typically open to the public. You have to um, get a pass or a badge through a company or dealer or, or some kind of um, affiliate of NAM 
to be able right. to even get in. And they're pretty, they're a lot stricter now Than in they regard used to, to uh, you know, checking IDs and let people in. Back in the day, you used to be able to like grab your buddy's badge and go in if you wanted to. Um, but now they check all the IDs. Full, full body cavity search. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've <laughs> right. got one of those airport scanners. Right. You know. Can, beautiful. Uh, so I mean, so for the player, that's one of the reasons is to, is to go is to network, um, to meet um, the people that develop these products and see if they'd be interested in endorsing or, you know. Yeah, th- I mean, there's some of that. To me, I, I'm you know I have a ton of gear. I'm happy with what I've got. I really like um, the stuff I have, so I don't really need to endorse anything. Uh, right. Although I do have endorsements. And they happen to be things that I really like. But um, usually I go out there to kind of keep my face in the scene a little bit and to network and check out the new products. Um, As far as like, you know, going out there to just try and get endorsements and things like that. I mean, it's, it's... There are a lot of people that do that, though. There are a lot of people that do that, but the whole deal is with the the companies that are there they're actually there to try and get their stuff in right. stores they don't want to talk to you <laughs> yeah i mean they really could give a crap less you know for the most yeah. part unless you're a bigger name person you're on a you know you're signed to a label deal or you're out in the public eye quite a bit and you're and you're kind of pushing forward and getting a lot of stuff done you have a lot right. of hits to your website and and those kind of things. Then and it doesn't necessarily have a lot of bearing on how good a player you are. I mean, I'm sure they would like you to be a good player, but it's more how visible you are. Yeah, they want you to be able to sell the products for them. So if you're out there and you're in the public eye and you know and you're doing a good job, then yeah, maybe they'll they'll float you an endorsement, float you a guitar, an amp, or whatever um, to pitch their products so that you know you can help sell them. But there are so many. I mean, when I was there, that was for me. I don't, I've only gone to Nam once, and and honestly, almost once was enough for me. I, there's some really great things to it, but there, there, like you, you said, it was sensory overload for me. It was after the first day. As soon as I understood that I don't have to hang out with all the amp and guitar people, I could go right. to all the other booths and started to focus on the product a little bit more. It was a lot more enjoyable for me. But uh, you know, it can be. It can be tough, like you know, name can Nam can be. If I can speak, let me try this again. Nam can be painful. Oh, it's definitely painful. I mean, <laughs> you, you walk by every like bass booth, and it's like you know every slap bassist from out of the woodworks out there yeah, just geez. wanking away, and then you've got the uh, the drummers trying to outduel each other on the new greatest forty-five piece Tama kit or whatever, <laughs> right? And then. Uh, a lot of henelas and medleys coming out through guitar amps. It's just crazy. <laughs> Guys wanking on tenor saxophones and trumpets and all kinds of crap. It's just, yeah, it's it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, again, it's great for networking. And, yeah. you know, if a you lot of times, yeah, and the companies even that you represent, sometimes it's easy to get lost in the shuffle there, especially the bigger ones. And, right. um, you know, I'm not in L.A. or New York. I live down in Florida. So it's easier to be, you know, kind of out of sight, out of mind. So, yeah, so that's why I, it's good to be there and be, you know, say, I'm, I'm still doing this. Yeah, exactly. And let them know that I'm still, you know, help them out quite a bit. Let them know the things that I've got going on and, um, you know, what what's coming up for me this year and et cetera. And I try to, uh, you know, just keep my face out there and keep plugging along and, 
and also meet other musicians too. There's a lot of huge name musicians out there. That's another cool thing, and I remember that too from just you know be, being younger and reading you know about artists that were at Nam and seeing you know pictures in magazines and and you know it was when like you know uh, Gilbert and all the tread guys would always be very visible at the Nam show and yeah, stuff like all, that. They're all still very visible there. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but typically, but of course, you know everyone was there. I mean, that's when I went there too. I was like, oh my god, every where you turn, there was another guitar player bass player drummer whatever musician that i've always wanted to meet and that you know that's a draw too for people i think but definitely yeah i mean there are all those guys are still there typically i think if if people aren't out on tour and they're in town if they're in the la area they're gonna go they're, they're gonna be at nam for the most so part who'd you, who'd you see this year Oh man, I, you know like Rupert Neve right there is like that's tops. Yeah, that that's was awesome. Big. Yeah, sure. I mean all the all the big name, you know, the Ingves. Ingve was there. Yeah. You was get he, like uh He was there and you saw him or no? Yeah. Yeah, I saw <laughs> you, him. Do you have an Ingve story? <laughs> no, you know, typical. He, you know, he was walking around, he had his his posse with him and Yeah. <laughs> but like uh, I mean they're all there, uh, you know, Dave Navarro Oh yeah, okay. Dick Slash was there. Nikki Six, Tommy Lee. Yeah, you saw the, you know, all the big. The the thing that I find funny is the guys that are still able to sell all of these products are all these guys that were big in the '80s, which is weird to me. Huh. There's a lot of new guys there, you know, but they're not selling product. It doesn't seem like they're pushed as much, at least in the LA area. Of course, that's interesting. You know, that's it's kind of a funny scene out there, anyway. But yeah. Um, the people that had the biggest star power were definitely the uh, the 80s rocker cats. So it's pretty wow. f- pretty hilarious. That's and they're hilarious. all still in full garb, you know, wearing the same. Uh, <laughs> just, just they look like they, d- they basically look like they did in, <laughs> in 1985, except for they're balder and fatter. <laughs> so it's essentially <laughs> Spinal Tap. <laughs> it's basically Spinal Tap. <laughs> right, okay. So uh, and the wannabes too, right? I mean, there's a lot of. <laughs> Oh yeah, bald, fat, long-haired. Yeah, there's these middle-aged cats white guys sure. running around with uh, you know their iPods and their little you know their camcorder or whatever right. it is you know yeah and their fanny pouch, <laughs> their fanny and, pouch. Uh, right <laughs> interviewing them. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah. They're, you know, it, it's pretty hilarious. And there's like all kinds of uh, lookalikes great. out there. You get like the Gene Simmons lookalike and and everyone. Wow, cool. It, yeah, I guess. You know, there's like. <laughs> Captain Kirk and Spock and it's just like, why you know, Captain Kirk and Spock? That's awesome, but why? <laughs> why at the Nam show? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like uh, it, it definitely brings some freaks out for sure. But <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's a good time. A lot of great products. I saw some cool stuff this year. So what? Like, well, let's start. Like, what products stood out? You know, for you this year that is something that you you saw that you thought, wow, that's that's really great. Well, it got announced a few, uh, I think a couple of months ago, but the new Pro Tools 9 is awesome. Huh. And that's uh, from Avid. And the cool thing about that is Pro Tools, um, up until now, you had to use their hardware. And right. now you can use any any hardware with them. So if you oh, have wow. a like Motu interface or if you have any other you know recording interface, PreSonus or whatever, um, you can now use Pro Tools with it, which is pretty wow. sweet. Yeah. That's big. And That's the other huge. thing is that you can mix and record on it without having uh, any hardware attached. So you can do everything within the computer. Say you're on a plane and you want to mix a session. Right. So it's so it's like the rest of the DAWs that are out there. Exactly. You can do everything within. So it's, it's funny that it took so, them so long to get. I mean, I guess they cornered the market for so long that they sure. 
you know, other people have been doing this for whatever. It, yeah, 10, and I guess it's years. it's you know they've they're getting more competition now. So you know, especially with Logic, right? They um, have to step up to the plate. But it's great that uh that is really cool. Again, the the Neve stuff. I was looking at the. Uh, so it's like Neve has that. Was it Portico or what's the yeah that they're doing? Yeah, is it Portico. And that looks pretty cool. And there's also you know other things out there as well. And as far as long along with the recording preamp line. I went by BAE, which um, Avril, and oh, they yeah, make yeah. the uh, boutique kind of versions of, you know, the famous Neve preamps and the APIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was almost going to buy one. And I didn't do it. it really cool uh, because Brenter, um, Avril, 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 whatever. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. So it was funny yeah. too, man. There was like a number on the website to call, and when I called it, it sounded like it was just some guy in the cell phone, like he was out in Starbucks or something. Probably. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you one, definitely, man. Can you call me back this time? Nice. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> well, the cool thing about them at their booth is they had um, a bunch of different versions of the same preamp from other companies, including the Neve. Huh. And they had them opened up to where you could see the internals of the op amp and everything and <laughs> all of the, you know. Uh, capacitors that they were using and wire and all this and stuff. And the price on those for in terms of like obviously if you were to buy an original you know Neve preamp taken from an old you know whatever, 70s board it would be astronomically expensive. Sure. The, the price on the on the Brent Averill Averill whatever you say his name um, it's not bad right? Yeah it's I think it's around like 1300 bucks a channel. That's actually really cheap comparison to sure. what's going, going on. And the That's yeah, awesome. It, yeah, they're very close to, you know, the Neve prices and the API lunchboxes, which a lot of people are going to now, the uh, right. the little portable preamps. The cool thing was, is he, like I said, they had um, the APIs and the Neves opened up inside right next to there, so you could see really? all the internals. Yes. And they had the originals um, from Neve from back in the 70s. Wow. And the BAEs were almost identical internally to the original whereas the other ones you could tell where they cut corners huh uh, as far as wiring uh, that's cool did you get else. did you i mean uh, did they have any audio examples or well they had so them right there, where so you could act, there you could actually sing into them or play into them and record it right there and hear the differences yeah i was geeking out on that a little bit um because i'm in the in the market for another uh Pre. front end section for my recording rig so that was Wait, cool. And, you, and you're not going to go software pre. You want to get a hardware real I deal. Yeah, I definitely want to get another one of those channels. And they and they they pretty much sold me on that. So the, yeah, I was so close to getting it too, and I didn't do it. I just you know it was one of these things where something came up and I couldn't afford it. Well, there you know there were a lot of different great versions. The APIs are you know renowned. Obviously, the Neves are renowned, and yeah. tons of other like the old Trident consoles. You know, everyone has SSL I guess, their, things. Sure, SSL and everything else. Everyone's got their own. As well as the tube stuff. Yeah, you know, the, and people have their own preferences to what they like. His is a classic. and But is know, he doing anything like his classics? Or is he like reproducing the classic preamps? Or no, he's moved on. The Portico stuff is uh, what he's doing now. Well, I believe that they do. It definitely, the, it definitely is built out of that, you know? It's definitely kind of the continuation of of his earlier designs okay and um huh. seems pretty cool and and you know you get two channels for i forget what it is like 1800 bucks around that range of pricing meaning a stereo pre or, or yeah two different yeah two really? channels wow. okay. two channels of pre in a rack so that's pretty sweet 
And yeah, they're also they making them in lunchbox sizes too. Huh. Um, so lunchbox for you guys is like a, a half rack space, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And they have, you know, I think, like six or ten tiny rack so spaces. So you you were focusing on you know recording hardware then? Yeah, yeah. I was checking that out. I mean, I checked everything else out too. But did you get into the mics? I didn't get into that much. I mean, I saw all the different uh, manufacturers there. There were a lot of cool, you know. They definitely had, they pulled out all the stops with the booths and, you know, smoke and mirrors to get everyone to check them out. But, right. you know, it's really difficult to hear when you've got, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to have some sort of isolation in there. Yeah. You got it. like Thumbs Johnson slapping the bass across <laughs> the <laughs> Thumbs the Johnson. Yeah. Exactly. I got a, a little side, side note. It's very impressive when you have all that, you know, you know, all that technique, the Victor Wooten slappy hitty poppy thing it's great sure. but and victor was there too and he's unbelievable but um for me as a player sometimes it's the most painful bass player to play with yeah i prefer people that play the bass <laughs> right <laughs> you know they God, actually play man. bass notes it's like if you want to play above the 12th fret all the time just buy a friggin' guitar you know <laughs> but i digress <laughs> oh yeah we do so all right so wh- so you didn't check out the microphones you check out the recording hardware preamps um, I'm assuming compressors and, and yeah. all the other limiters, all the all the stuff you looked at? Yeah, another thing that um, is big is ov- obviously the apps for um, iPhone, iPad, and all that stuff. Really? And, yeah. At huge. Them. I mean, there's all kinds of software companies um, with apps out there. And the other thing, too, is we went to, you know, they have concerts every night at the hotels that kind of are adjacent to the convention center. It's pretty cool. There's... Um, you know, I forget who was playing. It was oh, I was Alex Skolnick was playing. He had his trio and uh, huh. full playing PA jazz. Yeah, <laughs> metal jazz. Yeah, <laughs> testament. Yeah, he's doing his his thing and um, cool. Great man. The the dude that was mixing it, the sound engineer, was actually mixing. Um, I don't know about fifty feet back on an iPad. Really? So, yeah, he had everything routed through that, I guess through Bluetooth or whatever, and was actually mixing the show and recording it, too, um, wow. using an iPad. It's pretty sweet. So That's that's amazing, yeah. Lots of cool stuff out there. Um, so, so, what about software plugins, like DAWs that you were talking about, like with the, but not even DAWs, but just plugins, you know, the software, uh, sure, like preamps, a, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, um, Waves and all the different companies are out there, and every, everyone's pushing. Check any of that stuff out, or? Um, not so much. Not Universal so much. Audio, did you get, get to see any of that stuff? I did, yeah, they had their pre's out there, and um, they had a nice booth set up, and, you know, I think they, they're still famous for that famous bass preamp that they have um i don't remember the model number but it's one like every studio has and uh, a few other things but to me i was interested in um those neve channels because that's kind of what i'm looking for for my own thing right i actually have a universal audio channel strip and i do love it but if uh if i were to uh, get another pre i would do some sort of neve thing and probably a brent you know avril thing yeah they're pretty sweet listening to part one of the 2011 Winter Nam podcast. In part two, Tomas and James discuss the guitars, pedals, and amplifiers unveiled at Nam, as well as the state of the music industry. Be sure to check out www.themusicianslab.com or look for the Musicians Lab podcasts at the iTunes store.